This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Heineken Silver. People could be hard to please. You take beer to a party and they're all, it's too watered down, it's too boring, or ugh, I drank that back in college. Thankfully, there's new Heineken Silver, a world-class light beer with only 2.9 carbs and 95 calories and a crisp and refreshing taste to satisfy even your pickiest friend. Finally, try Heineken Silver today, the world-class light beer with all the taste, no bitter endings. Available at your local Heineken retailer or for delivery at heineken.com slash silver. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. All right. Welcome back to the final preseason installment of The Pod is Spoken, where we uh, explore casting journeys throughout the eras of Survivor. And yeah, I'm excited. Uh, This is number four, the fourth one we've done, Riley. And next week, new season of Survivor coming up, uh, season 45. And I have heard it from multiple people working on the show that this season is going to be spectacular. I mean, when do they not say that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, how many times have you heard that before? Season? <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> you, you ever talk to someone from the show and they're like, uh, no, nah, this one sucks. <laughs> yes, I have. Really? Yes, I've, okay. I've heard like, uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine. And then I've heard, yeah, there's a good character too, you know, but this 45, like all I've heard is high praise from everybody who's seen what it could be. Uh, based on being out there. So that's exciting. You probably already heard and recognized the voice. We have Danny McRae, one of my good friends. He uh, was on last season here on The Pod Has Spoken uh, to highly positive uh, acclaim. And he is the champion of The Challenge uh, USA, filmed in Argentina with some Canadians. And Danny, how you doing? I'm good. I thought she was going to say that I was so great last time because I picked Gabler uh, pick in Genius. the first round before the season started and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and then he ended up winning. But yeah, the Challenge USA stuff, that's good. I'm doing I'm doing great, though, man. You know, it's Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. so of course, got uh, Kiki some some roses, and she gave me some time to come on the podcast because it's Tyson mm-hmm. to come talk about my journey in casting. So, what, like, what, what, how much better could my day be? It's really good. That's good for me, too. So... She wouldn't have allowed this with other other people. She she definitely wouldn't have took it as easy as she as she did. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good to hear. Before we get into it, Riley wanted me to ask you a question about football and oh, uh, all of your good NFL years at the Cowboys. Your most memorable, your favorite years. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. If you can go back in time, true time machine, if you want your last season, you have the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl winning team. Same pay rate. You're making the same amount of money, but you have to defect from the Cowboys 
go to the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, and then you're going to retire from there. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking <laughs> okay. it. Uh, Not hard. Not a hard decision. <laughs> what kind of hypothetical is that? Yeah, I, to me, I wanted to see because we talked about fandom before and how I'm a Cowboys fan apparently now because I've been to DeMarcus Ware's house. So I was like, okay, so this guy's a ride or die with the Cowboys no matter what. But then you dangle this little carrot out in front of him of a Super Bowl ring <laughs> and he's all of a sudden lickety split out of there. Yeah, the, the little carrot of a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> they, they let DeMarcus Ware go. He went to Denver and he won his Super Bowl. He didn't win it in Dallas. That's um, right. He retired a Dallas Cowboy. So same for you me. Do the I, same. Still have, I would still be a Cowboys fan. I would still retire as a Dallas Cowboy. But Super Bowl rings are different. They are sometimes, most of the time, once in a lifetime achievements that you're able to get. So I would take that easily. And then if I'm on minimum pay, I get extra money for each playoff game. And then for winning the Super Bowl, I get extra money. Oh. So yeah, I'm definitely taking that. Okay. Uh, who won the Super Bowl that year? I think that was Denver. Was it Denver? Ooh. I think that was the... DeMarcus the, Ware year? Yeah, like the Peyton Manning. Oh, and you would have gone to... Uh, yeah, that, that would have been DeMarcus time, Ware's huh? year. Yeah, that's Super Bowl 50. That was Denver interesting. over Carolina. Carolina? Okay, yeah. Okay. All right, well, yeah. And then come back a cowboy again, just saying we did just uh, have a two pack instead of just Demarcus there. I would that. Took that. Okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, you know that they give out like three hundred of those Super Bowl rings though every time because everybody that's ever been in the stadium gets one. That's what that was least one. <laughs> You'd get one. <laughs> you would get oh one, God. bro. Oh God, get one. You, you don't you still work with the the program? Yeah, I still I, I uh, run the youth football program, yeah. so I'm there every day talking to the coaches, seeing them. You know, uh, my old connections that I still have, they're still there. So I will probably be able to finesse me a ring. Yeah, that would be uh, cool. I was, Jerry would probably buy the whole world <laughs> a ring. Super Bowl. The whole ring. world. <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> he, was, he, would, he would spare no expense yeah. on making sure that it was the best Super Bowl celebration in the history of uh, everyone knew. Uh, okay. Well, uh, now I'm fingers crossed, Cowboys uh, 2023. Because you want a ring. Yeah, I want a ring. We are here to talk about your casting journey. So far, we've covered uh, season one, season two, like the heydays of Survivor. Uh, then uh, we talked to JT from my original season. And now we're talking to you, Danny, in the post-COVID era of casting. And let's start with how you tried out for Survivor. Were you recruited? Was there like, ripples through like the NFL or something? Because I know sometimes they're like, we're looking for former NFL players to, you know, try out for Survivor or something like that. Or did you just stone cold audition? Yeah, I just I just sent my video in. Like I said, I, I watched Survivor after I retired from something like 2016, uh, that whole offseason all the way up to 2018. I just binge watched Survivor all the way from like season 15 up into the current season at that point. And then I continued to watch it. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do that. So I asked my wife. She said, no, we got married. I asked her again. She said, okay. I made my video, homemade video by myself, uh, put the camera up, sent it in. Nobody responded. What year was this? This was 2019. Okay. So listen, the video was horrible because my wife had gone to the store. I thought she was going to change her mind. So I rushed and did it all by myself. <laughs> I heard the garage coming up. So I closed the phone out and I was like, forget it. I just send it in. And I didn't hear anything. The next day, I was like, man, nobody said anything back. And I asked, I was like, hey, can you make me, help me make this Wait, video? I think it's hold up. So you make a video, you send it in. Nobody responds for like a day. 
and you panic and are like, oh, it wasn't good enough. I better redo it and send another one in because I haven't heard within 24 hours from casting whether or not I will go on Survivor. But when you know that, it, that like I knew in my in my heart that the video was for. Okay. I knew I knew it was bad. I had never done a video. It was one edit. Like I literally made the video and didn't didn't fix anything. So I knew it was horrible. Um, so the next day I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking of thinking about it all day. I'm like, man, that video was bad. Nobody's ever gonna call me back. So I was like, before this goes too far, just let me ask my wife if she can make the video for me. She had me put on my Dallas Cowboys stuff. Uh, she set the camera right. And she edited the video, and it was kind of just basically of me saying, "Hey, I'm a former Dallas Cowboy. I, I started watching this as a way to like keep my mind busy uh, after I retired, so to make sure I didn't get in any trouble." Uh, so I didn't drink too much, do all this other stuff. It just gave me something to do to kind of ground me until I found out what I wanted to do. Sent it in. And next day, um, I got a response. Wow. So you knew that they, if they weren't calling within 24 hours, then they weren't calling at all. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So but, but guys, let me tell you, I want to send another video in the next day. The next day, just keeps it one a day. Until, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting ready to make another video as the phone rang. Absolutely. I was, I was, I was ready. What month was this in 2019? Oh man, this would have been in the summer. So I would probably say somewhere like June. Okay. So did you go out to a physical casting and everything? No, no, I didn't go to a physical casting. I just sent it in. I went to look for the link. I think one of those videos came on TV of Jeff saying like, Hey, do you want to be on Survivor? All you got to do is do this or whatever. And I researched like in person versus just sending it in. Is there that much of a difference? Um, so I just went ahead and chose to send it in. And, you know, like I said, I, I think it was the cow, like it was literally a cowboy star right here. And you remember Alan Ball had just been on the show. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. So I'm like, yeah, they must, yeah, they must have something for Cowboys. So, right. so I used it to my advantage. And Trying they, to get the Cowboys a championship. Yeah, they, they try. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a championship on Survivor or in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but the Challenge USA. The Challenge USA was the cheapest uh, championship ever. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Uh, so you put this in in 2019. Who calls you? Was it Jesse or who? Who was it? Um, it was. Uh, her name was uh, Jody. Jody. Okay, I, I know Jody. Uh, yeah, her name was Jody. She called me back. Uh, kind of to gauge my interest, um, talk to me a little bit more. And then she told me that Jeff wanted to FaceTime me to see how I popped on the camera and to make sure that they wanted to come. Now I know to try to get me to LA to do the rest of that in-person uh, stuff that they do out there. Okay. So this is 2019, no pandemic, no nothing yet. So yeah. So Jeff is already doing Zoom calls at this point without even that being a thing. Because I... I don't think I ever did it. So when, when he called me, he was they were filming whatever season it was that was about to come on. So he was on the island and I could like see all the stuff. It was uh, Winners at War, probably. I was probably out on the island. Probably yeah. yeah. So it was us, actually. So, okay. So he calls you FaceTime on your phone? It was, it was, uh, it was, it was Zoom. And what do you remember? You remember anything about how, how long after? So Jody calls you, says Jeff wants to catch up with you, check in, see what's going on. And how much longer? Uh, like, was it like a couple days later? Was it? Weeks? It was like, it was like, it was like a couple days. It was a okay. couple days. You know, I never met Jeff before. So I hop on the Zoom and I'm like nervous. It's like a job interview trying to figure out what I should say, what I should do. And he just pops on like the guy on the TV. Hey, how you doing, Danny? You know, nice to see you. 
you know, so tell me why you want to be on Survivor. Tell me why you like the show. What do you know about the show? Why do you think you would win? Uh, probably five, six minute conversation. And he's like, okay, all right. Uh, t- talk to you later, hopefully. And I hung it up and I'm like, okay, I don't know if that went good or if it went bad. Um, <laughs> and then Jody, I think she hit me up maybe like a week later. Who did most of the talking there? Was it mostly Jeff talking or was he just asking you questions? It was mostly Jeff asking me questions because I think he could feel like how nervous I was in that moment of like, wait, I'm talking to Jeff. This is on Zoom. This yeah. might be my only shot. So he just kept, you know, throwing out the questions and, and seeing what my response was. Okay. Okay. So then he hangs up. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty typical if if like you're having a moment with Jeff on Zoom, like I'm sure he just like cuts it off when he's ready to go. Yeah, it was it was like, I don't know, like this must have sucked. That's that's how I felt <laughs> when he got off. I was like, dang, I'll I'll blew this. <laughs> no, I think when I went through casting, there were multiple times where Jeff was like, I think we got what we need. And you're like, Okay, bye. <laughs> so hang up, Zoom call hangs up. You're thinking, I don't know how it went. And Jody doesn't, you don't hear from Jody for like, what, a week, you said? It's like, it was, it was probably like three or four days, which felt, it felt like a month. Okay. Um, but she, she did text me. She was like, hey, you know, I'll reach back out to you and let you know, you know, what happens and if they want to move forward. And then that process took like that four days, but it was like the longest four days of my entire life. Like, hey, maybe my phone service has gone out. Maybe I should check it again. I'm not, I'm not sure what the hell's going on. Jody, you still alive? Did you call Jody or check in with Jody? I didn't. No, I, I fought it. I fought it. I didn't. I didn't call. You her. wanted to though so bad. But, oh man! Like, did I type out the message like three <laughs> yeah. times and then delete? You got to figure out a way where you could be <laughs> like, "Hey, I'm gonna be out of service for two weeks. Just heads up. <laughs> if you got something to tell me, tell me." Like, there. Yeah. Yeah. Best thing you can do is just keep going about your life. Like so many people, I think, because they get that all day long. Like people checking in, like, "Hey, hey, so what's the what's the scoop?" They don't know the scoop. Or, or yeah. if they do, they don't want to tell you because it's bad news. It's almost impossible, though, Tyson. It's almost impossible. I know it is. Like, know that you're, I just saw Jeff. I just saw him. I want to know how I did. Tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> like, tell me right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it, it was difficult. She did she did text me back. Okay. Uh, and let me know that it went well. Okay. So so and I did good enough to at least get a second shot. Yeah. So you did that. So she says, "Okay, you did great." We're going to keep moving forward. Or what was the next step at that point? Did you have to fill, start filling out paperwork or getting ready to fly out to California or what? Yeah, it was uh, it was California. She was trying to figure out the dates and she was saying that they weren't going to do another round until December. So I, this is the summer. So now I'm waiting months at this time okay. to go kind of see what happens next. But she, so she, hey, do you have these dates available? When can you go? And then we'll start setting up flights and doing all that stuff. So it was kind of like, waiting and seeing for the next few months before I got the fly out to LA in December. And how often was she in contact over those next few months? Was she checking in once in a while or like pretty much nothing? No, she was checking in and she was like sending me seasons to watch, telling me about, uh, you know, hey, find a player that you think your game could resemble or somebody that you think you will play the game like and watch them and study them. So when you do get to uh, LA that you're able to kind of let everybody know that you're a true fan versus, you know, I'm an NFL guy and I just thought that I could get on the show. They, she's like, we don't, we don't do recruiting anymore. So they need to know that you're just, you're a real fan and you're really going to go through the process. Oh, interesting. So she said they don't do recruiting anymore. Yeah. She said they were going, they were going away from recruiting. Just and Alan Ball had told me that he had gotten recruited. Okay. <laughs> so she was like, since you already know that, then make sure you tell them that you know, and that'll help you. She was just trying to make, make me, 
really be able to explain how how big of a fan I was versus like just the guy who was sitting on the couch looking for something to so do. So did you tell him that you were like Alan Ball or like Jimmy? I didn't tell him I was like either. <laughs> so, <laughs> who did you choose? Who did? Because listen, Alan 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 Ball was my teammate. Uh-huh. All right, so I, I I already know okay. Alan. So what happened to him out there on the island was no surprise to me. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I've never met Jimmy Johnson, so I don't know him. I just know like what type of coach he was. But the player that I ended up picking uh, to resemble my game like was Jeremy. Oh, that's right. Um, I do remember I, that. At, at that point, I had been watched and I had just seen how he played the game, and I was like. Yeah, okay. All right. Kind of lay back a little bit, figure out a way to make some connections with some folks, try to kind of play both sides a little bit where nobody really hates you. And then you make your move at the end to where if you have to win, you have to win. I was like, that's that's my guy. It's not obvious. Jeremy's African-American who won the show. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's the guy. And uh, did they like that? Uh, they enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. They, um, I, I, I guess they liked Jeremy as a player. They did say that my temperament was kind of on the same level as his, and they enjoyed the fact that I knew his game and knew him as the player, and I had actual reasons for why I wanted to play like him. Okay. When I went in, they kind of told me the same thing, to pick a player and stick to it. Who'd you pick? Well, they kept telling me that I was going to be a villain and I was going to be a big villain and all this stuff. So I said, Johnny Fairplay, even though I really hadn't. And then I get out there and they're like, who would you be like? I was like, uh, maybe Johnny Fairplay. And they're like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think you'd be Johnny Fairplay, but like in a positive way. They're like, you don't want to be Johnny Fairplay. You and I was like, OK, then probably myself. And even to the point where CBS is a, a initial press release or their documents they gave to the press had them comparing me to Johnny Fairplay, but then CBS scrubbed that out of all of the stuff. So like that comparison was never, never existed. Are you, are you happy about that? That you are compared to Johnny Fairplay? I mean, I don't think it would have matter, mattered either way. I mean, I think I carved my own path. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you and Johnny Fairplay, in my mind, aren't the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm so glad. <laughs> well, so, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't change who I am as a person, Danny. No, but, that, but it may have changed how I thought about you when I first saw you. If, okay. I, if I walked into the challenge and was like, that guy's like Johnny Fairplay, I would have been like, you know what? Nah. Not, <laughs> not, not giving a shot. Never, never the day. Even after I was so funny when they went around and asked everybody what show they were from, and I told them that, that was, I said after everyone that that was the, one of the best seasons. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that, that that was funny, but I don't think that's a Johnny Fairplay thing. No, it's not a Johnny <laughs> Fairplay thing. That's what I'm saying. Not. That would have distanced me. You would have been like, oh, this guy's actually funny. Let's, uh, I, I'm okay with him. It, no, 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 not, not that quick. I, I, already, <laughs> I, I'd already, I would already judged Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm done. Good. Woo, man. I can't believe that. 15 years later, that actually helped me, uh, that CBS scrubbed that. Oh, it did. So, they're preparing you to go to California and it's going to be in December. And then what happens? Cause December was fine. There was no, there was no COVID style stuff going on in December. Right. Right. Yeah. We, um, I, I flew out to, to LA and it was, I don't know exactly how many other people were there cause they keep it pretty separated, Yeah, but you kind of get an idea of it when you go to like lunch and dinner and they have everybody sitting at these different tables. So I remember having maybe 10 to 12 people, Yep. Uh, that I that I could see that were doing the same thing that and I your did. Your group circulating was it at the uh, Double Tree in Santa Monica? 
Uh, no, it was uh, near the airport. It was like a Sheraton near the Yeah, airport. they do that now. Yeah, so the Sheraton near the airport. Okay, yeah, I've stayed at that place before. Uh, I think when we did uh, like our physicals for returning seasons, it was always at the Sheraton there. Yeah, we did. I, we did everything. Yeah, everything at the Sheraton. Are you there? Were you there a week? How long? Yeah, I, I was there for a full week. Okay, for a full week. I think like the first couple of days were like really slow. Maybe they were just kind of getting everybody in. We did like breakfast, lunch, whatever, dinner. Now we didn't really do much. And then it started turning into like this pressure situation of like, I had to tell my casting lady, Jody, I was like, hey, you're not helping me. Because she would like, before she would come to my room to prep me and she would be like, okay, make sure you do this. Make sure you don't say this. Make sure you do this. And then make sure you're speaking a little, a little louder. Make sure, I was like, you just can you just let me be me? <laughs> because <laughs> this ain't working. Because I'm going into these things with sweaty <laughs> armpits and everything because you got me thinking about everything that I should and shouldn't say and the story I should tell and shouldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, but you can tell that, I don't even know if that's true, but it seemed like there was incentive for me to make the show because she found me. I believe there is incentive. I yeah. uh, We talked about this with JT. I think you, as a casting person, I believe you get a bonus for every person you steer or f- find in that gets gotcha. on the show yeah so i think she probably got some type of bonus for that okay so you go out there you arrive at the hotel you walk in is there is it the same as like when i was there there was like all the produ- production people had walkies on them with headsets and then you go into breakfast and everybody has to sit at an individual table you're not allowed to talk to anybody and then they tell you what hour you can go for breakfast what hour you can go for lunch what hour you can go for dinner plus an hour gym and an hour at the pool is that essentially what it was? Yeah, same thing. I, but I think I got in. I got in more around the nighttime. So yeah, all the production was kind of sitting in the um, in the little food area, little restaurant, and I would okay. walk in and they had like a bag for us. So I would grab my bag and they had whatever I needed in there. And then they would say, "Hey, you can go get something for dinner right now at that restaurant, and then you can go upstairs, and then we'll be in contact with you." Yeah, uh, move forward. Um, they'll call you on your room phone or just knock on your door. And then, you know, let you know what was next. But you didn't have like an itinerary until the moment came of like, all right, I finished this. And they're like, what do I have next? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you in like two hours. Yeah. And then they call you on the phone and tell you you have an interview at, sure. in a suite upstairs somewhere. And they'll meet you at the elevator or whatever and walk you in and out and stuff like that. Yeah. Tell you what outfit to put on. Like, put this outfit on, put the, you know, wear this, wear that. Yeah. And it was weird, too, because like. There's no washer and dryer there. Like I said, I had the sweaty armpits, but you have to wear certain outfits like three or four times throughout the process. And I'm like, I'm putting this red shirt on again. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know it's a whole thing with the camera and they want to, you know, I was like, yeah, this is strange. They're just getting you ready for when you're on the island. Yeah. Then get you all sweaty. Really a, yeah. You really don't have a washer and dryer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's just a, a test. test. So you go in. I remember my interviews throughout the week were getting more and more important. So the first interview was just with head of casting at the time, Lynn Spillman. And then there was one camera there. And then the next one was with like some producers. And then the next one was with Jeff and some producers and Mark Burnett was maybe there. And then the final one, we went to CBS uh, studios. They bust us there and we talked to like some of the executives and stuff. Is that, is that kind of what you were doing? Yep, same same thing. I, I think the first one that we had was kind of a the whole everybody that they had there actually went into this room. We sat in like a line, and they kind of everybody on in production introduced themselves. It's like, hey, I'm the guy that does this. I'm the guy that does that, and this is what we'll be 
hoping to get from you throughout this process. And then moving forward, it was just one of us at a time. But we didn't see Jeff until we went to uh, the CBS lot. Okay. And I, I think we ended up seeing him twice uh, that time. Like we, we went up to executives and we went to go talk to him. And then we went back home. And then the next time we went, it was like only six of us. Oh. And then us six went and, and talked to Jeff again. Okay. So you went to CBS, came back to the hotel, and then went back another day? Yeah. Okay. With, with a lot less people. Yeah, with way less people. So everybody else is is gone from the hotel except for you six at that final yeah. moment. Yeah. You have to be feeling pretty good at that point. Yeah, kind of, but like you don't really feel good until until it's over. But it's like, all right, everybody else is gone. But you feel like you're on the show. Yeah. It's like I, I've been seeing this guy who has this colorful hat on for a week. And then all of a sudden, I don't see him anymore. And I'm like, man, what did he say wrong? What did yeah. he do wrong? Is my story okay? Dude, are they like testing me to make sure that I still can tell the same story? You're just in your head about it. So it's like w- when you walk out of there at the end, you still don't know you're on the show. Yeah. You just like you just leave like Jeff does. Oh, oh, you know, nice, nice to see you. Great telling your story. And then you leave. And then uh, they're like, Jody's like, I think you did good. I think they love you. Yeah, that's a that's pretty similar. Uh, they hype you as you leave. And uh, did they give you shots and stuff? Were they giving you like for location? And and then was Jody like, shots are good. That means that, you know, you made it. Yeah, they, they, they take you to this room and this dude pulls out this bag. And it's it's every it's every Dr. Horowitz. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He just he pokes you up with everything. And I'm like, OK, all right. But at that but that is before you go talk to Jeff. Yeah. For us, it was before. So I was like, at that point, I'm like, OK, maybe I made it. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, we still have to go to CBS lot and talk to Jeff. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't make it. Why the hell am I getting all these shots? It, yes, it's, it's a big mind. It's a big mind thing. Yeah. Yeah. They like to do that to you. So Jody says you do okay. You get your shots. How did you feel like the interviews went? Like, were you like, I crushed those? Or were you like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like, did you have a sense or a feeling other than that you were one of only like a few people there? Yeah, after after my second interview with Jeff, I felt a lot more comfortable just because going into it, I think they had, they knew some of my history, mm-hmm. but they were trying to get me to tell like a deeper part of my history. If you had seen my season to where I started talking about my father, um, they were trying to get me to be able to to talk about that because I, I never talked about it before. So my last interview, I was like, you know what? Forget it. This happened. This is how I felt about it. And I don't know. I don't know how it's going to help me in the game, but this is why I'm a fighter because I've been through this. And he's like, that's what we want to see. That's what we want to hear. We want to be, we want you to be able to go deep into your thoughts about what makes you who you are today. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm good with that. But in my head, I'm like, I'm never going to talk about that again. (laughs) (laughs) They got you to do it again. (laughs) They got me. They They already knew. They already knew. (laughs) So you leave, you go back home to texas are you in houston or dallas at this time uh just moved to dallas at this time okay so you're in dallas and what's the net what are what are you hearing next so they, they told me hey if you if you make the show you, you know we'll reach out to you might take a month might take a week but we'll you know somebody will reach out to you and if you don't hear from anybody then that means you you didn't make the show yeah. after four years if you don't hear from anybody you'll know that you did not make yeah. the show yeah. <laughs> i'm like it's it's december bro all right. Yeah. So if the show leaves in March, so you're telling me I might have to wait another two months, another two months of me sitting here looking at my phone, checking to see if Jody's alive because she she has to be dead if she has to text me to let yeah. me know that I've made the show. 
So, uh, yeah, it was again, I'm like, man, this is this is a very stressful process. Never been through anything like this in my life. Like yeah. NFL, you go through pro day and, you know, like the draft comes on and you didn't get picked or you do get picked. Like, it's just straightforward. Here's yeah. like it's a, a wait and see. And if you don't get a call, it's over. And there's nothing you can really do about it except submit. Yeah. Or try time. calling the casting agent who never called you back, and that never goes well. Yeah. So, nah. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry ice tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. So how long did it take? Man, at the end of, I, it was the middle, about mid-January. So okay. maybe about two or three weeks. She called me back and let me know that, uh, that I was going to make the show. And then I started doing all of the, hey, this is what you need for the show. Go buy these outfits. We want you to look like this and then send them to us and we'll approve them. If we don't approve them, then you got to get something else. Tell me what color underwear you want to wear. And it took me a long time because I dress pretty like solid color, mm-hmm. like green, dark blue, stuff like that. And they're like, nah, we want, essentially, it was, it was, they were like, we want some swag. Yeah, <laughs> like, they want you to swag. dress like me. Yeah, yeah, like you, like you, you know. <laughs> So like I would like I I'll go to Macy's and buy like a red pair of underwear. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is too much, but it's a blue one in the pack too. So I send the red one and they're like, nah, get, get the other ones. Right. So we go through that for maybe like two, two or three weeks. Are they telling you are this are they telling you kind of what colors? Because you know how the tribes are like kind of matching a little bit. Are they telling you to look for certain colors specifically or anything? No, at that point they didn't tell me colors. Um okay. they they really just told me, hey. Just kind of pick out some outfits that you would usually wear throughout the day. Yeah. And it just so happened, like I said, my colors were like green and blue to begin with. So I, they probably saw it as I sent it. They're like, okay, there's a green one. There's a blue one. If we want to be on the blue tribe, then he's all, already sending us a bunch of blue shit anyway. So yeah, I just, mean, just pick that one. A cowboy is going to send blue. Yeah. Got, got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're sending this in and you're moving forward. And at what point does it stop moving forward? So I think we were supposed to leave on March 14th. I could be a day off. 
I, I forget when shit really hit the fan in 2020. This, this is the crazy part. So we're supposed to leave March 14th. Okay. I go to, we, we have NFL meetings in Las Vegas, the 10th through the 12th, okay. right? So I get there on the 10th on my birthday. We go through the 11th. Everything's fine. We do our meeting. On the, tw- on the 11th that night is when the basketball uh, thing happened, where somebody got in the yeah. basketball and then they touching another player, then that player ended up getting COVID. That's the Utah Jazz. The league shut they down. shut down. Yeah, yeah, they like shut down the games. So we're all in We're all in Las Vegas at this point, right? Yeah. As a group. Hope is going, going around. We got to find out a way now to get back on the plane without getting COVID and then try to make it home safely. At the same time, we're supposed to leave to go to Survivor on that Saturday, which is, I, I believe, like the 15th or the 16th. Okay. And Jesse calls me. He's like, hey, I just want to let you know that we're postponing the show. And at this point, nobody, no, yeah, nobody really knew. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, pr- probably like a month, probably like a month, and we'll, we'll be back on or whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll still be ready. Just, just let me know. Just doing push-ups like crazy. Just doing <laughs> push-ups and sprints and stuff, getting ready. <laughs> no, in my mind, I'm like, we the month before we had just found out that my wife was pregnant. Okay. So now you're pushing up against. Okay, if I had gone in March. I'm, I'm missing some important points of pregnancy, but not like the, the part where they where the stomach gets big right. and go to the doctor's business and all that. But the more you push it back, then the more I'm not likely to be able to go on the show. So as as it continues to go on, that's my my thought process of like, oh yeah. But I, you're not saying this to them. Yeah. You're no, 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 no. Well, as as they call each month, yeah, I'm telling I am telling them this. I'm like, hey, my wife is pregnant. And that was another thing when I was doing my my cast and I was telling them that we were trying to get pregnant but we hadn't been successful yet so he's like that's another thing that you're going through and trying to figure out so when they did call back i'm like hey she's pregnant y'all know how i feel about this and we already figured it out yeah so i I won't be able to go if if it's too close to to the due date so jesse calls you literally days from leaving and then says pushes it back a month Mm -hmm. uh kiki's pregnant and you are like okay cool yeah month's totally fine when do you hear from him again? Is there like a call in two weeks? It's like, it's going to be more than a month. Is, is the call right at the month mark? Like, how are they? It would have been like the beginning of May. So like a full month. Okay. So like a full month goes by and it's like, hey, yeah, we, uh, we're not, we're not going to be able to do it uh, this month either. We're actually not really sure how long it's going to take. And then if you're not available for this season, then we'll still have you uh, in the running for the next season because we really like you, but we're not really sure how this thing is going to go. And I'm like, I'm never going on Survivor. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to make it. You on didn't there. say Texas is fine. Let's do this thing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but at this time though, I was hearing that they were like they were thinking about doing it in like Georgia somewhere or doing it in California, all over the place. So this one, I'm like, I'm still being optimistic. But like, okay, well maybe it won't even be that far. We hop on a plane. Uh, we figure out a way to get to Georgia where we're all kind of isolated mm-hmm. from people. So it won't be that big of an issue because at this time we're still trying to learn what exactly is going on with, with COVID. Yeah. Um, so I still had a little hope when I'm like, man, another month and, and we in trouble. So if it were on a dude ranch outside of Dallas, Texas, how stoked are you? Uh, I'm, I'm stoked because I still get to do it, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of let down because I want the full experience. I right. want to go to Fiji or whatever the location was going to be. I want to go there and I want to do all the stuff that I've been watching on TV. That's why I signed up for the show, not to 
I just drive down, you know, a few hours from my house, you know, and be on a ranch somewhere where it's a lake and we are, we're living out there acting like we're on in Fiji. Like, I don't, I don't want to What do if that. they would have done the whole thing over Zoom? So each day you just have to be on Zoom, <laughs> quarantined in a room, in front of your computer, never turning your computer off. <laughs> Come on. Are we still playing for a million dollars? Yeah. Oh, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna like it. I'm not gonna like. How often do you get a one in eighteen shot of winning a million dollars for sitting on Zoom? Uh, I haven't I gotten that yet. Gotten yeah, that. I don't have gotten that yet. <laughs> well, there, well, there we go. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit on Zoom because it's COVID. I, like, I got nothing else to do. Got a pregnant wife. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, well, I'm glad that didn't happen. So they're pushing it back. They're pushing it back. Is there ever a time where they call and are just like, look? We'll call you. We don't know when or where or what or how. No, it was it was um, every time they called, it was like we're still working on it. Um, we're still trying to get certain governments to do this and do that. And like, just, you know, just stay ready if you can. And if there ever comes a time where you absolutely cannot go then let us know. And I would always tell them, hey, October, I can't go. I won't be able to make it. And probably that month after that, because the baby will just be born. But if you guys figure something out, let me know. And every month it will be we're still working. We're still trying to figure it out. We'll let you know, you know, then the baby was born. And I'm like, I'm once again, not going on survival. And uh, it keeps getting pushed at this point. Was it full two years? Was it a full two years before they filmed? It was like a year and a half. So we're supposed to leave in March of 2020. Uh We ended up leaving in March of 2021. Okay. So, yeah. And we filmed in the summer of 2019. So they hadn't filmed for a f- almost. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Two years. I'm sorry. We were supposed to be. Yeah. March of 2020. Yeah. So it was delayed. Like filming was delayed a year. A year. But a year. then yeah. Winners at War was in the spring yeah. of 2020, 2020. And then 41 aired in the fall of 2022. So it's like a year and a half. We went between seasons. 2021. Or 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 2021. Yeah. So did you have to redo any of the casting process at that point on Zoom and stuff again? Or at that point, they like are were most of the people on your cast, people that had gone through casting before the shutdown? Or were they finding new people that they had to do like a different process with? I think they found a lot of people who they did the entire process on Zoom with because most of the, a lot of people who were supposed to be on my original season then weren't available uh, to do it the next year. Um, so I, I do know of, of the 18 people for sure about seven to eight of them did everything on zoom. Man. Wow. And, and then I had to, I had to, uh, like medical stuff, um, EKGs and all the stuff that we have to go do. Yeah. Had to do the, the year prior because you know it's, it's almost a full year later. Okay, so you did, and they just had you do those locally, or did you have to fly out and do those with them? I did them locally. Okay, I did them locally. They um they found doctors' offices uh, around the area. Uh, some of them I had to go to like my team doctor or my primary care physician to do like the physical and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything was local. Wow. Do you have any idea of what the Zoom process was for these these people? Like, was it just the same thing as what we were doing in California, but over Zoom over an extended period of time? Yeah, it's, it sounded like it was the same thing of them asking the same type of questions, seeing who pops on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you sit down and talk to somebody who did it on Zoom, they will probably 
I would tell you the same thing that I'm telling you now. So like our our process was different, but the information they were trying to get from us was the same. The same. What uh looking at your cast, you have people that were casted in person, you have people that were casted over Zoom. Who makes the better contestant? Ooh. A Zoomer? Uh, the better I don't I don't know. I don't know if if it makes a better contestant, yeah. but I, you can say who pops better is who's a better character. Yeah, who's a better character? What is it? Can you get everything you need to from Zoom? I think you can. I think you can. I think this is the day and age where I don't think it was that new at that point because everything has shifted to Zoom. People were going yeah. to work on Zoom. They were doing everything on Zoom at that point. So you had to know how to present yourself on camera by the time they started doing those interviews just via Zoom only. So I, I don't. I really don't think it was that much of a difference. Um, I think I would have struggled. I don't think I would have popped on cameras as much as I was able to in person when I went to go talk to Jeff because it took me two or three times to actually get to being able to tell the story. And that was only because I could see the look on everybody's faces as they were digging to try to get me to say a certain thing. Well, so the one thing that's hard for me to comprehend or picture is is when you go in person and you have your breakfast and your lunch and your dinner and your gym and your pool time, you interact with people, even though you're not allowed to talk to each other, you're seeing people, you're commenting on them in their inner, in your interviews and this and that. It's less about that now if it's on Zoom and only about you. Right. And is yeah. that good or bad? Because I think for me, one of my strengths is being able to talk about people. And being able to, you know, look at somebody and get a good sense of who they are with very limited interaction. I mean, I told you within minutes who the most terrible people in the challenge house were. That was super easy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing what you I agree. I listen. I agree with you on one. <laughs> so, so I, I can give you that. <laughs> So, but, <laughs> okay, I'll be on the podcast with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look, it's got to be a little bit of a different game now getting casted on these shows if you don't interact. Like, you don't see people, people don't see you. That was the other thing. Like, people were seeing me at casting and commenting on me as a person based on whatever they saw me do at the gym, based on whatever they saw me eat at the buffet, whatever. But now none of that matters. And the only thing that matters at all is you. Well, yes, the game is different though now, right? It, like it is about the actual person and yeah. getting people to like the person who's on screen versus, you know, Oh, I saw Tyson eating only bread. He must be a vegan or he must be whatever, vegetarian. And how does that then correlate to how I would treat him when he gets in the game versus, you know what? Actually, that guy looks pretty cool. Um, and he's easy to talk to on camera. And when we have him uh, on CBS and it, people are watching him on TV, people are drawn to him because I am as I watch him on this Zoom thing because. Now I'm actually getting it how it's going to look when it's on TV, right? This is this is what people are going to see. Is he popping here? Uh, and I think that has become kind of the more important thing at this point because, like you said, you watch season 41, it was about the characters yeah. more than it was about the gameplay. And you maintain that season 41 was better than season 40. Do I maintain that? Uh, I actually enjoy you, uh, you guys. No, season. I'm just... I, I, uh, listen, no, no, no. I think... I, I think what was shown of our season uh -huh. 
was not as entertaining as season 40. I think there was a lot more to be shown that would have made the season a little bit more interesting because there was a lot lot more stuff going on on the island, which is no different than any other season. Yeah. But I, I, I like you guys' season. It was good. Oh, well, I, I, I'm more trying to get at, are these newer seasons with just the Zoom interviews, are they going to be able to... Wait, do, do we still think they're only doing Zoom, though? Are they still... Is, is that still the process? I think I'm pretty certain, yes. But I'll save money and... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty certain they don't do any in-person in uh, castings anymore. Man, that's uh, tough. And if that's the case, then, you know, are they ever going to be able to replicate the most celebrated season of all time, Heroes versus Villains, which is commonly and widely touted as the greatest season of Survivor of all time. I'm not just saying that because I was on it for a couple episodes. No, it is. I, I agree with that. That That is the the best season. Yeah, I think I think most people do. And, and so this is a, like non-biased in any particular. And I don't know the answer. Can they, will they have a season with this new ca- casting process? And is it even the casting process that is the reason for this? Like, can they get what they need from Zoom all the way through and through? Or is something going to be lacking from what they're able to see by not seeing people in person in a group? Yeah, I, I think they can. I think they can just because, uh, you know, I'll just, you know, go back to like the, the time is different. The time is different now. Like Zoom, WebEx, FaceTime, all this stuff is is the norm in a lot of places. Working remote is the norm. Yeah. In a lot of places at this at this time. So, like I said, people have to be accustomed to being able to get what they need out of a Zoom call and then also give whatever whatever they think that person is trying to get from the Zoom call as well. Yeah, you do miss out on like, hey, being at the hotel and say, hey, man, this this guy has a twitch or, or something like that. But I think people have watched Survivor enough. The show is popular enough. People have binge watched it. They watched yeah. other people on social media now to learn a little bit more about them. So if you do have like a returning season, right? You can learn anything you want to about any cast member just based off what you can see on Twitter. You can put the information on what you get on Instagram and TikTok and then draw some type of conclusion about what they are really like in their real life. And let's not forget, these people are throwing survivor watch parties all over the place. And people are meeting here and then having conversations about what that person is like. So. I think if you have a returning season, there's enough information out there, enough drama that'll be out there. Yeah. I think returning season for sure. Yeah. But like there are things to be gained by meeting people in person, such as like physicality. Like they're watching you at the gym, at the hotel. They can see like, okay, this guy would stack up against this guy. This girl would stack up against this girl. Like that's harder to, you know, see on a Zoom call. And a lot of people think they're a lot better at a lot of things than they really are. And and I don't know. I like I'm just playing devil's advocate here. And I think even these seasons, 41, 42, 43, we haven't had as many like athlete challenge beast type players as maybe we have had in the past. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But when you got Jonathan like scooping all 40 cast members <laughs> plus the camera guys out of the ocean because nobody can get through it. Like, is that a byproduct of Zoom casting? I will also say this. The game has changed too because some of the physical challenges that I would 
like to see on Survivor. Hey, there's two back, there's two goals, and there's a ball. Three people out there, and you got to get that ball in the basket. When is the last time we saw that? When is the last time we've seen any of those physical type of challenges? Yeah, Jonathan's strong, and of course he's going to be able to lift those people. But if you have a Jonathan out there who looks the part, that doesn't mean that somebody on the other team, if they were going head-to-head in some type of competition that was athletic. Who was the guy? I forget his name. They were shooting the uh, the the beanbags or whatever it was, and they were holding up like the rackets to catch them. Was that Malcolm? They did that maybe, on, maybe that was Malcolm. I did that on Token. Yeah, like, token. But, but, yeah. I smoked those guys. Bro. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Those type JT of lost a tooth. Then kind of even yeah. the playing field, like, yeah, Jonathan's strong as heck and he's probably athletic. But then there's another guy out there who probably had agile, quick, and can do those same type of things to where the challenge looks that way versus probably. But if you met that guy in person and saw him in a gym, you might be able to tell that about him versus meeting him on a Zoom call and not knowing and just being surprised. Hey, listen, when you get to pregame, you better be doing a lot of looking. <laughs> but I'm not saying as a contestant, I'm saying as producers, I'm saying oh, when they no, cast people, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's le- like they don't, they, they don't have their fingers on the pulse maybe as much as to someone's physicality and even like their stature as a person. And whether or not that comes into play or matters, I don't know. I'm just saying, does it matter? And is that a aspect of the game that we're going to eventually miss when, you know, it's just like, I, I don't know. Is it from, from a producer standpoint, do you think it's worth it for producers to do visits? Like, like I said, you could do your research on social media and see like Jonathan is a guy like I think he's an outlier of like anybody who's casting Jonathan can see <laughs> based off whatever yes. it is that he, he is. He's, he's, he's physical, he's strong, he's big yeah. or whatever. Is that how strong you have to be to be cast on the show based purely <laughs> no, on your physicality? That, that's how strong That's how strong you have to be to leave no doubt. So like, uh, hey man, like yeah, that, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just like, I have to make my own shirts because my muscles are too big. <laughs> but you can look like you can look at me on camera right now and then if there was nothing to say NFL former NFL player or whatever, yeah. then you could be like, well, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Yeah, exactly. So, so, th- so does it make sense for you to say, hey, listen, these are these are the 18 people or the 25 people that we have. We have these regional producers. Go meet these people in person. If you're not going to then fly 25 people out or 30 people out to L.A., then have you some producers who kind of go like college, right? When they go on the road and they go visit these kids and they go see them at their high school or at the house or whatever and say, you know, what, let's, let's meet face to face. And then I'm the scout. And then I'll take this back to <laughs> whoever. And then we decide from there. If, if if you think that it's causing a drop off from how the show used to be. Well, I don't know that it's then that's the thing. I don't know that it is, but I think that you could miss some of those subtleties yeah. with a person. And if you're looking for like the athletic guy and if that's still like a uh, archetype of the show, then you need unless he's making his homemade shirts you're going to need to like some more proof and maybe it's uh, as easy as like you know like you go to a frozen food factory and they do a strength test to see if you can lift a you know a bag of frozen potatoes over your head maybe there's something like uh you send them to a physical trainer somewhere and they do something like that i don't know i don't know what the solution is i don't even know if it matters uh maybe people can tell us if it matters i believe that it does matter to a certain degree, especially if you're trying to balance the tribes physically for challenges and things like that. Like you have more to work with than just them sitting around at Ponderosa and seeing 
how much modifications they've done to the shirt they're wearing to determine how physical they oh, are. So, so are you saying that the Lubu tribe on my season was stacked and it wasn't balanced? That's what I'm saying. And do you think that had they been able to meet everybody in person and seen them at the gym at the hotel, would it have been more evenly matched? Uh, possibly, but you know, they could have made that change at pregame. Like they could have put this sear on a, on another, on another trial. They saw it was like, Hey man, I don't, I don't think this is going to be right, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that's something, you know, as the season's going, you, you would have to see. I do have a question for you though, Tyson. Yes. Because there are rumble rumblings going around uh-huh. about this international survivor thing about. Oh, Australia versus the United yeah, States. Yes. And I, I just, I have to know. I have to know. Would you do it? Are we playing the U.S. version, the half season, or are we playing the, the fifty-five day no, Australian the, the, the season? season? And is it airing on U.S. televisions, or is it airing on Australian televisions, or both? It's airing on, it's airing on U.S. television. Okay, I would definitely think about it. And Ben's going uh, out. <laughs> 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 that's it that's it goodness yeah, I mean it makes sense I, like, I understand now but okay Ben's not going <laughs> Ben's not going you you would really think about I would think about it I would look at what I'm doing in my life and if I could step away and what it would cost me because it leaving home now costs me it's not just like I get to go on a free adventure it's like it actually Cost me. Like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't win, then it's not like you said. The maximum, like if I don't win the maximum amount of money, then it's not, it's not worth it. And I, I imagine it'll exactly. probably be a two million dollar season because they would probably do winners from the USA version and winners from Australia. So now we just have to see how far in the future it is because you're going to have to factor in some inflation for that two million as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully they can that inflation. <laughs> No, I don't know. I I mean, if I got the call today to do it, I'd have to do a lot of soul searching, but I probably wouldn't do it. But if, you know, who knows a year or two down the road. But all I've heard is just, all I've seen is just like fan fiction on that. Yeah. There's so many rumors that fly around that are completely unfounded. Well, I saw that they asked Jeff about it and he like, he didn't, he didn't say no. That's usually a bad sign because if he says no, you know it's happening within six months. Yeah, he said he said no all winners many times. Yeah. We're not doing an all winners season. We're not doing a yeah. my, my my only thought my, my only the only thought that makes me think that it's mm-hmm. likely to happen is watching the landscape of like the challenge of doing international. And I think Survivor would blow the challenge international series yeah. out of the water. And I think the competitor in the competitor in a guy like Jeff and the people that run Survivor would love to see that. They would love to say, you know what? Survivor went international. These are the numbers and this is how it should be done versus, you know, what what's happening with, with the challenge. I could see that. I mean, it definitely, I mean, out of spite for the people who didn't get invited, I feel like I'd have to kind of like look at it seriously. That's like my main motivation for going on these things anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't know. I feel like Riley would be too sad. No, are you kidding me? I would be pushing you to go. Oh, you would? Yeah, absolutely. The international version of that, bro, that would be crazy. And no. it might only happen one time. Yeah. It's a Super Bowl, Tyson. 
Like you did the Super Bowl winners at war. This is a super super. Is bowl. it because every time they send an NFL team to Europe or something, it doesn't seem bigger <laughs> than the Super Bowl. It seems smaller. <laughs> like nobody really cares. It seems a lot smaller. <laughs> they sell the stadium out when they go to uh, when they go to the stadium. <laughs> they do sell it out, but I see almost no news <laughs> on it here over <laughs> here. I don't care about that game. It comes on at 8 a.m. It's just more like a demonstration of American football in Europe. Well, no, it wouldn't be that way. I, listen, I hope you would go on. That, that would be a very entertaining show. I'm, I'm sure they could figure out a nice cast without being on there. It would, yeah, it would, well, it would be great. We'll, we'll see. That's pipe dreams for now. Uh, but if uh, if they do ever call me for that, I'll, I'll, you'll be the first one uh, outside of this household to know. Okay, <laughs> we'll find out. So, uh, right, Riley, anything else before we uh, take off? Man, I just hope I don't have to watch uh, all of that Australian Survivor with the 55 days. Like, I know that they're longer seasons, too. I've and never watched three episodes any of it. a week. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's it's like a lot. Dude, that's the thing. Like, you, I've we've gotten so many requests to cover Australian Survivor here on the pod has spoken. I know people and love I've, it, but it's just like, it's so much. It's so much. Yeah, I've, I've made it a goal from a handful of years ago to never watch or celebrate any <laughs> show that has three or more episodes a week uh, for multiple months at a time. And yep. I stand by that. Yes. Not to watch or celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> any show that is on more than three times a week for multiple months. And right now, there's only, I think... Can't even, even if it's a great show, he can't even nope. say it's great. Nope. Like it's, it's I don't just, know anything about it. I refuse to learn anything about it. Sorry, I don't have that much time. Danny, thank you so much for, for being here. Uh, we're super glad you got casted. I know that uh, it was quite the journey. Man, I can't even imagine like just like a year and a half straight of canker sores and sweaty armpits. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I was related. And I didn't have any canker sores, but I did yeah, have a lot okay. of sweaty armpits. <laughs> I get canker sores too. And I was being a dad at that moment, bro. I was like, you think about it's COVID, the wife's pregnant, like we don't get to do any of the normal stuff. So I wasn't going on doctor's visits, no baby shower, no any of that stuff. So it was like we were just yeah. locked in the house, like panicking and scared of like to go to the grocery store and worry about bringing COVID back to the wife and the baby. So it was like worried about not being able to go on Survivor, yeah. but it was more of like, how can we stay yeah. safe and have a healthy baby? So it was, a, yeah, that was, that was a yeah. rough year and a half, two years. Wow. I'm glad you have your priorities. This whole podcast was just a test to see where your priorities were and you passed right at the end right at the very last end there okay daddy thank you so much and everyone thank you all for tuning in that concludes casting through the years and we will be back uh, next week with the premiere of Survivor Season 45 see ya this episode is brought to you by State Farm you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.